Hello everyone, welcome back to Moonlight Madness. I'm your host as always, Brian, Brian Dash, and I have a lot of questions, like, considering I do a lot of finance stuff, and on occasion, called Roxanne and Mummy, they're like, you must know a lot about Roxanne and all the other animatronics, so answer the age-old question that even historians can't seem to handle. Tell us, who caused the bite of 87? Okay, so, um, they apparently said, tell us and then we'll believe that you were adopted by Roxanne Wolf. So yeah, they threw my mother into this. Okay, so, where do I start? Okay, so... Everyone thing thought told me that they believe Mama Roxanne did the bite of eighty seven. And I guarantee she might have. That would explain a lot like her anxiety issues, um, her saying that her tail's beautiful, that everyone loves her because everyone probably didn't, but here's the thing. They wouldn't allow her to be on stage anymore if she did. Number two, and the, it couldn't be Foxy, because um, Foxy's voice box was broken, and yes, his jaw was broken too, but um, as I said previously before, they wouldn't have them performing, even though Foxy had a, sorry, out of order sign, and on top of that, I don't think his jaw was broken, because when we went down the hallway, his jaw is closed, and on top of that, if you think about it, you probably will, will you be Mike? No, he actually tried to warn Mike about the other animatronics in this lobe. And on top of that, Foxy would have been fixed um, if they wanted him back on stage. If you bit someone's frontal lobe off. Not to mention, there's no dried blood on him. Now, some people say, well, there may be not enough of him. He is a normal animatronic. There would be blood on him. If he had a body, he, there would be blood on him. Then you, But then you look at Finance Race 2, and people are like, all right, this apparently is when the bite happens, but it doesn't. We still think of Foxy. Foxy wasn't even in. Well, he was in the game, yeah, but he wasn't activated during the daytime. Is when the bite happened was during the day. This would happen. The final night of FNAF 2, you hear someone say, Hi, hello, 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 uh, hey, what are you doing there? Uh, haven't you heard? We're going to lockdown. Uh, and also, we lost a robot suit, a, a, a golden one. And uh, the guy who worked the, the day shift, uh, he was fired, so uh, you're being moved to the day shift. We got a birthday party. Look, just stay where you are. It's better to... It's better to be there than wandering around. You're best to hold out till morning. So it makes you wonder. Okay. So you deal with that and then you're immediately to the day shift. So perfect guy worth the night shift before you. So they don't know. The visual scanners... 
were messed up so they automatically think that you are the murderer because you're wearing the same guard uniform as everyone else. So when they see you during the day around the children, which they which the guy tells you on the phone, stay close to the children. They have a trauma acting weird and even aggressive towards the adults. So you're Mike, I mean, you're Jeremy, in the second game, standing dangerously close to the robots who are already acting aggressive towards all adults, not just parents. In the final, and when the birthday party comes, there's a cutscene where you see Mangle lunge at you with her jump scare. Then when you wake up, or when the screen changes, you see bloodstains all over Mike's, I mean not Mike, sorry, Jeremy's paycheck. A lot of people said it was a child or parent that was bit, but think about it. You're Jeremy. You see Mingle jump in her mouth going onto you. Not to mention almost every attack that happens in the game. The animatronics are biting or snapping at you. And then there's blood on the paycheck. So, Mangle caused the bite of a 7. And it stands to reason, with all the evidence, that we found out it was actually Jeremy who got bit. But then we come to FNAF 3, and that makes me wonder, did Jeremy come back, or did Mike come back? Because obviously whoever was there beforehand worked there previously, three decades after the restaurant. Now, it stands to reason we would think Mike, because this is why, Mike's younger, and I'm talking that Mike got out of Freddy's Alive. So he would have these hallucinations of the animatronics and how he saw them. Jeremy, on the other hand, he wouldn't have been able to work that job because the frontal lobe is where decisions were made. So if his frontal lobe was removed or bitten off, he wouldn't be able to. So Mike is who I believe came back. To FNAF 3, the horror attraction. Now, a lot of people, now this gets us to number 4. A lot of people said the crying child from number 4 was the victim of the bite of 87. And that's a good assumption, except for the cutscene at the party. It showed his entire head being put in the robot. Fredbear. So when he was, so when Fredbear bit down, it didn't remove his frontal lobe. It crushed his entire skull and brain. And if you remember the first game, Mike says, "We the animatronics used to get around and walk with you, but that was before the bite of '87." Yeah, it's a wonder how the human body can live without the frontal lobe part of their brain. Which implies 
the victim survived. But, spoiler alert, I'll give you 10 seconds to play the game before you listen to the video. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Did, did, you, did you click off the video if you haven't played the game yet? No? Okay, for those of you that didn't click off the video who have already played the game, or you're just a pansy who doesn't want to be jump scared too much, so you don't play the game in general, Crying Child died in the very end of FNAF 4. Continuing down this little spiel I'm in, we get to Sister Location. When did this take place? After the closing of Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria, because it says in the elevator, after the recent success and unfortunate, and unfortunately, the uh, unfortunate closing of Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria, we decided to go in a new direction with new animatronics. Because why keep killer animatronics? We can waste money on more animatronics that will do the exact same thing that have killed Purple Guy's entire family. Flora is his wife, so he got some nice cold metal for a wife. I don't even know who Funtime Foxy is. She's not Mangle, or should I say he is not Mangle, because, I mean, I think it's, I think Funtime Foxy is she, because she's in Girls Night, but she has a male voice, so, I don't know about that, and don't even give me that crap about him being transgender, that's stupid. So, moving on. Uh, uh, baby, Circus Baby, is, is William Afton's daughter. Who is probably guy's real name is William Afton. And you can see him turn to the purple guy. And Matron possessed him and then eventually left his body. So you hear, You won't die, you won't die, you won't die. You won't, you won't die, you won't die, you won't die, you won't die. You won't, you won't die. Over and over. And then he eventually gets back up. Which is why he's so skinny. Because he's scooped. So all of his guts are out. And somehow he still survives. Even with all of his internal organs removed. And somehow he can also still bleed. So we're continuing down this little trail we're on here. We're going to continue a little bit farther down this little line. I'm going to skip uh, Pizzeria Simulator because I don't like that game as much as all the others. And uh, Ultimate Custom Night, because Ultimate Custom Night, you know, has a storyline. Along with the VR ones, which I don't believe have any point, except to scare the bejeebers out of me. Personally me. And that's where we finally make it. <laughs> we finally make it to Five Nap Security Breach, my ultimate favorite. With the sexiest animatronic, which I called her mother, so I don't know how that's gonna turn out on the internet. But if I'm telling you, 
Tyler Mangle's probably the sexiest, but Parks and Wolf's pretty hot too, so. But we're not gonna get into all that, shall we? Let's move. Let's move on down the line a bit here. Why I said in that accent, I do not know, but that's besides the point. So continuing. Down this little spiel I'm in. The animatronics. In that game. Even mentions the frontal lobe. Which could incriminate Glamrock Freddy. Because it said. Look it says. Scanning and detecting fresh frontal lobes. Which implies that Freddy has a craving for the frontal lobe area. Dun dun dun. And then he blacked out on stage. So that was probably traumatizing. And then Gregory somehow got into his chest cavity with no one watching. Either the guard and Vanessa is negligent or just a complete wuss. Now continuing, speaking of Vanessa, this is the last plot twist I'm going to answer from this one here. Everyone says Vanessa is Vanny. What if I told you that's not true? What if I told you Vanessa actually has a twin sister? Because in one of the endings, spoiler alert, 10 second warning, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. You had your warning, here we go. Vanessa was on top of the establishment looking down at her, what a lot of people thought was her dead self. Why would she do that? And why would her spirit just be floating around? She would went to heaven or hell. Because Scott, too, is a Christian. Despite the wacky games he makes. So, Vanessa couldn't have been on top if she was looking down at a dead person that looks, that was her, inside Fanny. Answer. Why? Because the only reason children were still in the suits was because the children were murdered. And then put in the suits so their souls were forever trapped in the suits. You see? So, logically, that's the only reason they're in the suits and still there. Because the suits trapped them, kept them from going to heaven or hell. Which they're children, so I assume heaven. So, where'd they go? Why was Vanessa there? Answer. Vanessa's body wasn't the dead one inside Vanny, despite it looking just like her. The dead person in the suit was not Vanessa. It was actually Vanessa's twin sister. Which makes perfect sense because Vanessa's twin sister gets in suit when Vanessa ain't looking. 
On top of that, she was caught. Vanessa probably wouldn't throw out her twin sister. And by look of sorrow in her face, it was pretty clear that her and her twin sister were pretty close. So Vanessa was looking down at the dead body of her twin sister when Freddie tackled her off the roof. So considering that Vanessa's twin sister would have gotten in because Vanessa let her in, or furthermore, Vanessa's twin sister got a job there thanks to her sister somehow getting her job there, but it doesn't say what she did. Where you know it says to keep our security personnel as in more than one plethora personnel and personnel or security personnel or our security guard personnels so our security guards safe which insinuates that there's more than one guard so if Vanessa was supposed to arrive after hours but if her sister got a guard, shift two, thanks to Vanessa. Not to mention they looked alike, so people were like, yeah, cool, I'll be like Vanessa Zero all the time. She would have access for, with the suit and keys to everything. And that also explained how Vanny knows her way around the pizzeria super well and is in control of the security bots and is able to change the robots where they would go after Gregory. And not her or mind their own business. Think about that. I mean, technically, the only proof we have that it's not Vanessa herself is that Vanessa isn't. Well, Vanessa hasn't killed anyone, as far as we know. Anyway, that's all I want to say. That's all. I'm going to leave it here. Thank you for severe. If you liked it, please push the like button in the face. Like boss. As always, high fives all around. Thank you for watching of this FNAF little uh, plot feel around here. Thank you for watching and good night. And of course, look to the shadow because this world is a strange one. If you want to visit me, do not worry because I'm going to come with a fiction addiction. And of course, everyone. Um. You guys peel about there because the menace never ends. Now, bro, Paul, I just go saw your legs out there. We gotta do the wolf howl. I need your help too. Ready? A one and a two and a three. Thank you, everyone. Oh, now I'm gonna reply to my favorite comment from. Last video, dear Moonlight Menace, or as she puts it, Mr. Brian Dash, I am single. What is your age, and are you single? All right, I'm not gonna say your real name here, Miss. I don't know, Wonder Woman. We'll just put it that way. My age is uh, 21.
And I am, in fact, a single man. So, now you know. P.S. What is your real... Okay, I said my real name in past videos. You all could probably find them. Most likely in the first Bible 7 or Fright Night. The first variations of those, which would be in Season 1. As for my name, I'm not going to say my real name anymore. So, you still get stuck with Brian, I'm sorry. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you all next time. And the next video! Thank you, and good night.